justifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the friends and welcome to episode three of the CS Report. Once again, I'm Tom Downey. He's Al King. I'm at on Twitter at WhatGoingDowney. He's at AlKing906. Are you ready for the third episode? I am stoked and ready to go. Uh, these have been really fun to do. Absolutely. Uh, we're doing episode two and three back to back, so I don't think there's much news to update with unless you found something on Twitter in the past half hour or so. Uh, no, Chris Matthews is getting some run with the Seahawks one. That's about it. Uh, all right, we can reevaluate that, I guess, when we get to the NFC West. Yeah, that's um, not. <laughs> so let's just jump in then. AFC North will start Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you have as your safest pick? Safest pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers has to be Mr. Consistent himself, Antonio Brown. Uh... I think he has not had a game where he's had less than five receptions or 50 yards in any game in the past two seasons, which is just ridiculous since he's playing in the NFL and he's doing something like that. Uh, I can't remember anyone who's done, honestly done that. Maybe Calvin has at one point in his career, but uh, Antonio Brown is is as consistent and as as safe as they come. And he was top receiver last year. I don't know if he quite matches the numbers this year, but he should be fairly close. A very safe pick. Uh, honorable mention for me, Le'Veon Bell. The only reason he's not is because of that suspension to start the year. Yeah, his uh, the two-game suspension, and then we talked about on episode one that maybe he might take some time to get some rhythm, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I didn't... Uh, Put him as my safest pick either. All right. How about uh, sleeper pick? Who do you have for me? Anyone in particular? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go opposite everyone's sleeper pick, who everyone's been, you know, making Martavius Bryant, I think, uh, their sleeper pick. I'm going to go Marcus Wheaton. Um, Big Ben recently said that Marcus Wheaton is going to be, he expects him to be the starter opposite of Antonio Brown going into the season. Uh, I think Wheaton has a lot to prove. I think he might be playing with a chip on his shoulder because he has been such a disappointment. But uh, as I said before, with a lot to prove, I think Marcus Wheaton actually sees the field more than Bryant. I, I go so far to say that that's fairly bold. Um, I think last year, I think we all kind of expected Wheaton to have the breakout season. Instead, it was Martavis Bryant. Um, I think Wheaton ends up operating more out of the slot this year, which helps him in PPR formats, but maybe not so much in standard formats. Yeah, Bryant was so 
I don't know, he's so touchdown dependent on his numbers last year. I think I might be wrong, but I, I think he only had like 25 receptions, and I believe six of those were for touchdowns. There's no way that happens again. I don't I don't I keep waffling between putting Bryant as my sleeper pick and as my bust pick. Uh because he was just so inconsistent last year. Um so I I'm gonna put him as sleeper slash bust and totally just violate the the setup that we had here until I can watch him a little bit in the preseason and see exactly how sharp he looks. I mean I've seen some reports that say he looks really good. But I'm very cautious for now. He's also, uh, uh, I'm going to correct my stats really quick. He had 26 receptions, eight of those for touchdowns. Wow. Uh, and averaged 21.1 yards per catch. So that's, I mean, those are big time numbers. But uh, he's also, right now, he's not available for practice. I think he's out seven to ten days. He had a surgery on his elbow. Hmm. I mean, I guess it was a minor procedure. He probably won't play any of the first preseason game, is my guess, because they'll probably be cautious with him. Mm-hmm. But if that if that is a lingering issue, then I think Wheaton even gets more of an advantage. Yeah. I actually have Wheaton in my top 60 wide receivers. Uh, he's he's fairly low at 59. I don't know. Did you have him in yours? I think I looked. I don't uh, think I remember I seeing him. I don't think more. I did, which surprised me. I have Justin Hunter in there because I haven't updated it. I just dropped him all the way down, so I'll probably put Wheaton in for him. Oh, Justin Hunter. So calm, 75. Yeah, I don't know. I think Wheaton has a a strong year, and I think Bryant kind of stays in that role of big play guy, but I don't think he'll get enough consistent play to be drafted where he's getting drafted. I understand that. Is, is, Is he your bust pick as well? He is for the exact reason I just said, yeah, Martavis Bryant. Um, I, I again, I just kind of merged the two into Bryant and or Bryant as sleeper slash bust because I couldn't put Big Ben as a sleeper or a bust. Maybe you know, maybe you can put him in as a sleeper since he he was six last year among fantasy QBs, and they're going to continue to depend on him quite a bit. I don't know what are your your third thoughts on Big Ben. Uh, I mean, he's. He's really good at what he does. I don't like him as a quarterback too much, honestly. I don't know why. But uh, maybe because he just holds on the ball for 20 seconds before he passes it. But he's so big that he doesn't get, get taken down. I do know that last year his game logs are a little bit scary to look at because he had those two just gigantic weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one week he threw for 522 yards and six touchdowns. Then followed that up with 340 yards and six touchdowns. So back to back weeks, he had 12 of his 12 of his touchdowns in two weeks last year. And then other than that, he only threw for three, uh, two times, and the rest were under three touchdowns per game. With a couple games where he had zero passing touchdowns. So uh, it's kind of scary to look at. With uh, those two big games, might have inflated his stats a little bit, but. I mean, that offense is capable of having big games, so it could happen again this year. Uh, sleeper for the first two weeks of the year, I guess we can put down D'Angelo since he'll be playing mm-hmm. for Bell. Right. But beyond that, he's really not worth much, I don't think. D'Angelo Williams is interesting as far as draft day comes. Uh, 
it'll be interesting to see what team takes him. I, I mean, I might, you know, just to have him for the first two weeks. But there's no teams on by in the first two weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as players getting injured, you never, I mean, week one could have a yeah. list full of injuries. But even if you do draft D'Angelo Williams, it'll be tough to, to play him with confidence in the first two weeks over the guys you drafted. Unless you took Bell early, and then maybe True. maybe True. you have a spot for him. Yeah, I would say that the the smartest move to take if if you're planning on taking D'Angelo Williams, you better be a Le'Veon Bell owner. Yeah, he's Williams is also 32, so he's past mm-hmm. his prime as a halfback. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other guy I had on my list here was Heath Miller, the tight end. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, he's he's still going to be Ben Roethlisberger's security blanket, uh, and he scores touchdowns a lot. He's kind of similar to, oh, actually, these last two years, he's only had four touchdowns combined, one and three. So maybe he's slowed down in the red zone, at least, probably due to Martavis Bryant. Yeah. Um, but last year he had 66 catches for 761 yards. That's, uh... That's not bad for a tight end anymore. It was a top 12 season. Yeah, I was going to say, most. I remember a couple years back, everyone was so excited for the tight end position to start producing, you know, as as well as like wide receiver twos or threes, and it just never surfaced out. So that, that top 12 season for Heath Mill, he'll probably repeat it. Yeah, he's, that should be around his area. He, his upside isn't that high, which I think will drive him down boards a little bit. Because he's only going to put up about five or six points a game unless he scores, and he doesn't score that often. So kind of a, a very low risk, safe pick. All right, anybody else? Well, you know me, and you are a resident uh, kicker expert. So we got to go with Sean Sweesom. Sean Sweesom. He was fifth last year. Among kickers, I've got him kind of outside my top ten just because you know, Pittsburgh scores and they don't really settle for field goals that often. But, again, he's you know late. If you're taking a kicker late and most of them are off the board, feel free to pick, squeeze him. Or if you're a Steelers fan, go for it. Uh, interesting, and it's probably because we're just at training camp, but the Steelers are the only team in the division that only have one kicker. Yeah, normally they get someone just to push their incumbent, but that is uh, that is some serious job security right there. Yeah, we're not even going to bring anyone else in just to give you a breather. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? There are a couple guys I want to talk oh, about, and, and this is sorry, this is for very deep, deep leagues. I'm talking like 14 team, maybe 17 round draft, which Jesus. they're they're out there. I've done I'm them, and sure they are, and the, they're pretty fun to do actually, but. Uh, guys like Dre Archer and Sammy Coates. What are your thoughts on both of those guys? Uh, in deep, deep, deep leagues, Archer intrigues me as a PPR guy mm-hmm. because he's kind of a halfback receiver hybrid. He's right. pretty small, though. Maybe with Bell hurt, Archer kind of becomes the third down back for the first two w- weeks of the season. But Bell's a pretty good pass catcher as well. So I don't really know what his ultimate value is. Coates intrigues me long term, but he's still a first year guy, so I'm very cautious. Yeah, and the, I mean the three receivers ahead of him. Yeah, are all pretty good. He, yeah, he probably won't beat them out. 
Dre Archer is actually supposed to do kickoff returns this year too. So I guess in, in return yardage leagues, which again they're out there. I've I've done some. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, Dante Hall, I think was his name. Dante Hall. I, I, had, I had him because of his returnability and return league. It was fun. That guy was that guy was, was awesome. Chat Sports is personalized news and scores shared with friends. Thousands of sources from ESPN to local blogs create Chat Sports curated news feed. Fans choose favorite teams and follow friends to get every breaking update. With live scores, play-by-play, and original content, Chat Sports is the best way to share sports with friends. All right, let's move to the Baltimore Ravens then. Safest pick, who do you have? Safest pick, Baltimore Ravens, Justin Forsett. That's who I had as well. Uh, His usage is what makes him safe for me. Honestly, when I was looking at this Ravens team, um, there's, there. I mean, I don't think people are really expecting a lot from this team as far as fantasy goes. No. The only guy that they might be expecting anything from is Justin Forsett. Yeah. And I think he'll be able to produce um, with Mark Tressman there. He's going to probably have a more some more reception, so his PPR value goes up a little bit more. And I think just based off of his usage alone, Forsett's the safest pick for the Ravens. Yeah, he was eighth last year um, among fantasy halfbacks, which was really good for him. He kind of came almost out, out of nowhere. I don't think he finishes that high this year. I, I think he's more of an RB2. He's also 30, but he's a young 30, as he never he only had one other year where he was really the, the lead back, and that was early in his time. So I'm not too concerned about his age, unlike even though I am with most halfbacks. Yeah, like you said, it's a young 30. His usage has been very sparse uh, for the rest of his for the career up to this point. So he's been a, I think he's been a backup on every single team. Pretty much. And I, and I believe he was to start last season too and then took over the job when uh, Pierce and Telefero and others couldn't deliver. Uh, any sleepers for me? My sleeper pick is Rashad Perriman, okay. the rookie wide receiver. I had to make sure I said his name correct. That's fair. Um, I mean, who else is there to throw to besides C. Smith Sr.? It's, yeah. you know, uh, I don't think Crockett Gilmore, the Colorado State tight end that's been there, I think this is his third year, or Max Williams, that rookie tight end, will really – take any attention away in the passing game from those two receivers mm-hmm. that sit atop the depth. Well, Perriman's kind of guy I don't mind taking late in the draft because he's got the upside. I think he's going to essentially just replace Torrey Smith. But again, first year wide out, I don't think Perriman's route running is that great. Granted, I think all they really have him do is run go routes, and Flacco does have a great deep ball. But I think what we're going to find is he's going to be fairly inconsistent in his first year. He's going to have some big games, and then he's going to have some games where he is just not there at all. Yeah, it's tough with the deep threat guys like that. Uh, we saw it with Michael Floyd last year. Uh, we constantly see it with Torrey Smith and Deshaun Jackson. And the inconsistency, it's, it's tough to own, especially in head-to-head leagues. So, I mean, it's, I guess it's really personal opinion at that point. Of what you think of Perriman and yeah. guys like that. I mean, I don't really have a sleeper for the Ravens. I think for the most part, everyone's kind of going around where they should be picked. So, Yeah, I, I kind of 
kind of feel the same way. Any busts? That's what I put for my uh, for my bust. I said I don't have one. Uh, not not too much expected from anyone on the team. So, I mean, what the only you? bust could be maybe Justin Forsett, but I can't put that because he was my safest pick yeah. for yeah. the Ravens. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Flacco as a fantasy quarterback? We'll, we'll get to whether he is a lead or not in a few moments. Um, Flacco is not. I, I clump him with Alex Smith. I don't. They're not a fantasy quarterback to me. I even in bye week fillers. Mm-hmm. When when my quarterback's on by, and if I don't have a backup quarterback, which I often do, I usually don't take two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm looking at Joe Flacco, Alex Smith, and someone like, I mean, we'll just say for this year's sake, Marcus Mariota or uh, maybe even Jameis Winston, I'd probably take one of the rookies over <laughs> Flacco or Alex Smith. I actually have Flacco one ahead of Smith on my uh, fantasy QB rankings, uh, even though they're, they're kind of different fantasy QBs for me. Smith's a very consistent, going to put up the same amount of points pretty much every week. Flacco's going to have big games, and he's just going to kind of disappear at times. Yeah, Flac- I mean, he has the potential because of that deep ball ability yeah. that he has. I, he he to, was 13th last, last year, year among QBs yeah. because late in the year he kind of picked up his game and had a few... I've just never been a guy that drafts Joe Flacco. I haven't either. I've uh, never taken him in, in any league I've ever, ever been in. I think I took him one time as a backup, and I was like, this is awesome. You know, my bye week filler is going to be Joe Flacco. And I think by, like, the fourth or fifth week, I was like, I can't even hold on to this guy anymore. And I just dropped him. Because it's, it's one week, you know, 350 yards and next 180. It's like, yep. oh, come on. Yep. I don't need that from a quarterback. No, no. <laughs> so is he elite, though? Then there no. is a there is a correct answer here. No, he's not. He is no, no, no. I guess he is. He is the Schrodinger's cat of QBs. He is both elite and not elite at the same time. What? <laughs> what? He's both elite and not elite at the same time. How does that happen? He Schrodinger. Look up Schrodinger's cat and come back to me. Maybe look up what next week? Schrodinger's yeah, cat. Yeah, I'll look it up. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it after the show, and then <laughs> and I'll look it up and. And then we'll we'll talk about it next week. All right. So that'll be that'll be he's, interesting. He is both elite and not elite at the same time. I mean, I guess he's good in the playoffs. <laughs> in the playoffs. Elite and not elite at the same time. All right. Steve Smith, <laughs> what are your thoughts on him? Uh, he'll start out pretty well, like he did last year. Maybe not as well because, like I mentioned on episode two, he he kind of came out of the shoots. Firing yeah. last year. He was mad. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think he'll do that as well this year, but I do think the first half of the season will be better than the second half of the season, um, which then you can try to trade him. I owned him last year. I tried to trade him to every single other team <laughs> in my league, and no one would bite because they all knew the same thing, yeah. <laughs> that he would eventually slow down. So I think he's a good first six, seven weeks yeah. uh, receiver to own. But after that, uh, hamper your expectations. And he was top twenty last year, but uh-huh. he's thirty six, so right. Kind of tough to trust him. Tight ends. You have to choose between Dennis Pitta and Max Williams. Who do you pick? Is Dennis Pitta still there? Yeah, he is. Last time I checked. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm looking at Roto World's depth chart, and he's not even listed. 
He's still on the team, but believe it or okay. not, he's okay. maybe he's hurt again. Oh, I think he, he's he's yeah, not he's medically clear, cleared yeah, yet. Yeah, right. Classic Pitta. So I uh, and I don't think I'm not sure if you like that last hip injury is potential career threatening. I think. Yeah. So when he was healthy, I mean, he was pretty good. Right. I mean, if I had to pick between him and Max Williams right now, obviously I'd pick Max Williams. Yeah. Uh, but like I said earlier, I don't. I just don't see the targets. Yeah. I don't think either Max Williams or Crockett Gilmore uh, get the targets that Dennis Pitta, Pitta would have or has before. All right, and any other guys on Baltimore then? One of your kickers. One of your favorite Dude, guys. Love Justin Tucker. Top five. Even though yep. he wasn't top five last year, he's top five on my board because he went to Texas. He's Brooklyn. also so. a pretty funny yeah, uh, he guy, and, he, and he's a big-time fantasy football player. So kudos to Justin Tucker. Love him. Like what you're hearing? Check out more fantasy football content and much, much more content at chatsports.com. Again, that's chatsports, C-H-A-T-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. All right, Bengals, safest pick, who do you have? My safest pick for the Bengals is A.J. Green. Okay. Uh, I know that he was hurt last year and struggled, and Andy Dalton isn't exactly the best quarterback, but Andy Dalton knows how to throw the ball to his best receiver, and that is A.J. Green. And it's unquestioned that he's the best receiver. Yeah, Marvin Lewis is back, but he's never been that good anyways. Mohamed Sanu's there. But he's always the best as a complimentary piece. So I think A.J. Green's the safest pick. Especially, I mean, he's going as late as the third round, which just baffles me. Yeah. I, he was out to the top 20, but because he was hurt, he's consistently been a top 10 fantasy wideout. So I'm fine with that. Just, for, just to keep it different, I'll take Jeremy Hill. He... I, just totally turned it on about through the year. The first two months, he averaged less than 30 yards per game on the ground. But from then on, 100-plus. Mm-hmm. So, and he can handle the workload. He's a big, strong back. He was 10th among fantasy FX. There's, I know there's some risk of the, the uh, sophomore slump, but he's going later than a lot of the halfbacks. I mean, I have him as, as a top 10 right now. He's worth consideration at the very end of the first round for me. So, I'm, And I've, I've done plenty of mock drafts where I've drafted like third or fourth in the first round in a 10-team league, and Hill's on the board when we come back around. On the way back, yeah, right. Yeah, really surprises me. Yeah, I have, Hill's my number 10 ranked running back. Um, I He's built the part, like you said, for NFL feature running back. He just He looks like... You know, a guy that can carry the load. And, yeah, they have Gio Bernard there. Mm-hmm. But he's just going to be the passing down back, Yeah, I believe. And, and Jeremy Hill's going to be the goal line guy. So he's yeah. going to get majority of the work and majority of the touchdowns. I still like Gio quite a bit, but he's not big enough. He still finished top 20 among halfbacks. I think that might go down a little bit because Hill's going to take the majority of the carries away from him. But, I mean... If you're desperate on a bye week, you can play Bernard as your flex. Right. Um, and in PPR, he gets a, a nice bump as well because he should catch a lot of passes out of the backfield because Andy Dalton loves to check down. Right. So, uh, sleeper, anyone jump out to you? Because I have somebody in mind. 
for once. I do. Uh, so I'm almost as high. I mean, clearly I'm not as high on this guy as I am Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Because Travis Kelsey has played for a full season and mm-hmm. has kind of proven his worth. But I really like Tyler Eifert. Mm-hmm. Um, that injury that he had at the beginning of last season was pretty gruesome. Yeah. But I guess he's back from it. He's wearing a brace on that arm, uh, on that elbow, while he's playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he's starting to, he's adjusting to getting used to that. But I think he's going to be a focal point for this offense. I think he might even be number two on the target totem pole behind A.J. Green. That's assuming he stays healthy, of course. That's assuming he stays healthy, yeah. And and it was a freak It was a freak it was injury, a freak injury. I think. You know, and, he's and, been banged up at, at, at times, though, as well, aside from that. Right, right. How high do you have him on your tight end list? All these tough questions, Tom. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious to see how high. Because I, I, I have a comparison for Eifert in mind. Okay, too. mine, I have him in the top ten, believe it or not. Really? I think he's, oh, I think wow. he's a tight end one by the end of the season. Wow, that's, that's, a little, that's pretty bold. That's so, so you're kind of treating him like I'm treating Jordan Cameron back from episode yeah. one. Yeah, okay, yeah. I have him, uh, Tyler Eifert, I have him at number nine. Wow, that's bold. Um, Ahead of Delaney Walker. I kind of compare Eifert to uh, Kyle Rudolph of Minnesota in the sense that they're both pretty talented. They just can't seem to stay healthy. Don't you dare. If they stay healthy, they can be. Kyle can be a tight end one if he's healthy. He's got a good QB now. (laughs) He's just got to stay healthy. And I think that's the same thing with Eifert as well. You know, you know, I dislike Kyle Rudolph. I know you do. And I'm just saying the comparison is is apt. No way. He's yes. just not as good. He's honestly, in my opinion, <laughs> this is funny. We're disagreeing this much. Tyler Eifert is just a better player than Kyle Rudolph, health wise or not. <laughs> I, don't know about that. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure Rudolph started over Eifert at Notre Dame, but you know. You know, you know, but but I digress, right? But I digress. Uh, my sleeper is actually Marvin Jones. Oh, did I say Marvin Lewis? Wow! No, I just no. realized that. Did I, I say Marvin Jones? I don't. Th- I don't think you said Lewis. I okay. Continue. Sorry. Uh, because I think he's going to su- uh, surpass Sanu as the wide receiver too, and Dalton's best period of time as a quarterback was when Jones was healthy in 2013, and he had this, like, four-game span where he kept going to Jones, and it worked out really well. Now, Jones missed all of last year with a foot injury. But when he played in 2013, he was 20th among fantasy wideouts that year, again, because he had a couple of huge games. But as a late-round pick, especially in deeper leagues, you pick a guy with upside like Jones, you could have a, a nice end result. Yeah, I think where he's getting drafted too. I mean, if he even gets drafted, that's it's just great value there uh, with the potential to return value way up into the you know higher rounds where he maybe should have been drafted. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to find those guys. Uh, bust pick? Do you have anyone? I actually did not put anyone. Um, I couldn't think of a, a bust on the Bengals. What about Eifert as a bust? No way. No way. <laughs> uh, the only reason he would bust is if he didn't stay healthy, I guess. Yeah, I don't really see any, because they're all fairly young, too, on, on yeah. this team. So, I right. mean, the only reason they would bust is because of injury like Green did last season. So, 
Uh, and you can't, I mean, we can't really say he's a bust because he's going to get hurt. Because you, yeah, you, know, you just don't know. Unless they're injury prone, which no one on this team really is aside from Ivor. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But he's going so low in drafts, you can't really call him a bust. Driving, just driving so, that one home. I really am. <laughs> uh, so one player we didn't talk about is Andy Dalton. And I'm curious your thoughts on him. I'd be happy with him as a quarterback, too. I think if I was in a two quarterback league, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he's definitely not my starting quarterback in a in a one quarterback league. Now, would I draft him really late for a backup? Maybe, but my strategy I usually don't back have exactly. backup quarterbacks. I'm the same way. So, um, he's a great waiver wire ad for a bi week filler. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe one of the better ones out there if you're able to get him on the week you need him. If he's out there, because some people do draft backup quarterbacks, but I'm I'm higher on Dalton than I am Flacco, and definitely than I am McCown. <laughs> okay, well, obviously. Um, so I'm from Cincy. For those of you that don't know, and now you know how in most leagues, if you're drafting like in the city of a team, and you know AJ Green always goes higher in Cincinnati than he does elsewhere. Right. It's not the case with Andy Dalton. People here <laughs> hate Andy Dalton. Wow. They despise him. Really? It's actually like really funny. Like I was at the celebrity softball game uh-huh. when, during All-Star Weekend, and Dalton comes up, and he just got booed the entire time. Wow. They, people here cannot stand Andy Dalton. Um, a lot of people want A.J. McCarron to start, which is – you know, ludicrous in, in and of itself, but uh-huh. Dalton just does not get drafted for the most part in Cincinnati drafts. Wow, that's they, crazy. They, they blame him for all the problems with the Bengals. Well, he has never won a playoff, a playoff game. Yeah. He's also never won a primetime game, which I heard, which is very interesting. Yeah. A 5 o'clock national television game, the Bengals have never won with Andy Dalton, which kind of blew me away. Uh Five o'clock for you. Yeah, true. Eight, eight, o'clock, eight o'clock for, for me on the East Coast. Maybe that's what it is. They're playing so late their time. And they're facing teams that are used to the time. That's see, it's not Andy's fault. It's your guys' weird time zone. We're the normal ones over here <laughs> okay. on the left coast. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm West kidding. I, I, honestly, I wish. Yeah, actually, I wish I lived on the East Coast. But don't tell anyone. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, this gets posted online, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I like Andy Dalton a little bit more than the city of Cincinnati, it sounds like. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you get so stagnant in the NFL, people are going to get upset. Yeah. And and it, it was kind of shocking that they gave him the contract that they did, to be yeah, honest. It's, it's kind of a team friendly. They can opt out really at any point. So it's incentive based, not that different from the one Kaepernick got. Yeah, and I'm happy the Niners did it that way, too. Yeah. All right, anyone else on the Bengals, then? Well, we can look at uh, Mike Nugent. Yeah, I'm not really too that high on Nugent. He's just kind of in that, you know, 14 to 20 range where there's not much difference between them and the guys at 10 and 12. So if you're a Bengals fan, feel free. If not, you can probably find somebody He's like a bi- he's a bi week fill, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. My favorite my favorite part is when someone cuts a really good kicker on their bye week. 
I, oh, I remember no. one year someone cut Gostowski and I signed him and they messaged me really mad. Because <laughs> they were so mad that I signed their kicker. Well, it's like, don't drop him. Don't cut him then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move to the Browns. <laughs> and I promised some friends I would try to take it easy on them. And I, I really wish I hadn't promised them that. But we're going to try. So, safest pick. Um, N.A. N.A. There, there are none. Yeah, that's that's my thought at least. Uh, I know you're trying to be nice for your friends. I mean, how I'll, far I'll, is Cleveland from Cincinnati? Uh, four hours, depending on how fast you drive. Okay. Um, yeah, I, and traffic. I, I, I don't think there's. I really don't think there's a safe pick for there's, the Browns. There's really not. I happen to agree. So. You, did you even put one? No, no, I didn't. I didn't put okay. any. Okay. All right. Do you do you have any sleepers? Yes, um, my sleeper is the same as my bus. Johnny Football. <laughs> of course, it's Johnny Football. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Isaiah Crowell. Okay. Um, he's a sleeper of me for me because I think he can outperform where he's getting drafted. Uh, because he is a starting running back at this point, and if he doesn't fumble the ball, mm-hmm. I think he keeps that job. And he he has a knack for the end zone. He really does. Uh, when he's when they're in the red zone, he, he can he can find pay dirt. I hate that term, by the way. Um, I love that term. But he, uh, he 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 has a knack for the for the end zone, and, and I think his touchdown potential makes him a sleeper for me. So I'm just gonna do the same sleeper bust thing I did earlier, um, and just put all of the Browns halfbacks into that. Right. Because they're gonna do the the god awful running back by committee approach, mm-hmm. which simultaneously helps everyone's value and also prevents it from being actually that good. Right. Um, because like Isaiah could be like a high end RB two if he was the only halfback on that team, I think mm-hmm. instead he's like an, a low end RB three because he's going to share the, you know, the touches. Ball with, with Duke Johnson, who I love by the way, wish he was on the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> Cause I am a Cowboys fan and Terrence West as well, who I like, but I think Duke's going to kind of be more of the third down speed back for even speed right. is a you know relative term in Cleveland right now because they're, they're all kind of bigger backs for the most part. So I think I, th- I think he gets a boost in PPR leagues, and I think Terrence West kind of gets screwed because he's not fast enough or have enough hands to replace Duke Johnson as the third down back, and Isaiah is just a better you know full time back than him, so he's just like the backup unless. Isaiah gets hurt. Right. Or so. has his fumbling issues. Or has his fumbling issues, yeah. So. Uh, you know what's funny is you were saying speed is a, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, what did you say, relative term or something in Cleveland? Yeah. Um, they are a really slow team. I yeah. mean, I mean that in the nicest way, but like their outside threats aren't burners, really. Uh, you know, Dwayne Bow is not going to go anywhere quick. Brian Hartline's not exactly a speedster. Andrew Hawkins is pretty fast. Speaking of Hawkins, I've changed my mind. He is my safest pick. B- Baby Hawk. This only applies in PPR leagues. Um, as a high-end backup. I Baby Hawk. I, I like Andrew Hawkins. He was a Bengal, right? Yeah, that's why he's 
Baby Hawk because he's the younger brother of Artrell Hawkins. So I I like him a lot, and I honestly, until I looked at that depth chart right there, I kind of forgot he was there. Um, but God, man, I I don't I don't trust Josh McCown to throw a ball. All right, I, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, this team sucks. I know they do. I'm it's sorry, Cleveland. I'm sorry. You are a factory of sadness! It's bad. The offense on this team is... I'm I mean, a, it's it's as bad as it gets. Let me try to save this a little for Cleveland. Their fans are very loyal, and I respect that a lot. You are a factory of sadness! I'll see you Sunday. Yeah. No, the, so. the, uh, the dog pound is pretty cool. Yeah, I just... They're just... Uh, their defense is pretty good, though, I think. Yeah, their defense so. is definitely better than their offense, without a doubt. But So, going back to Crowell really quick, since he yep. is my bust and we're maybe going to move there, I think the reason he's my bust is because his fumble issues. He's already, I guess, fumbled a few of the exchanges from Josh McCown just on handoffs Oh boy! Uh, in camp. But another note, too, in his favor... Duke Johnson and Terrence West are both hurt. They both hurt themselves already. Duke Johnson has a hamstring injury that will keep him out a little while, quote-unquote, from Coach mm-hmm. Mike Pettin. And Terrence West has a calf injury. So they both have uh, leg issues already. And one thing that running backs can have linger is leg injuries. Yeah, it's bad. Might as well get through the rest of these uh, skill players for the Browns. Um, are there more? Uh, let's start with McCown your thoughts on him he's awful man he's just awful he is a replacement level QB and replacement level QBs have almost no value when their top target is Dwayne Bell honestly when he when when he went from the Bears to the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers were like oh I'm so happy we got this guy I was sitting there like are you serious you realize this guy's been like a career backup. And when he did play before that year in Chicago, it wasn't very impressive. You, you know that the Bills and Browns competed against each other to get McCown, right? Even though, even though the Browns essentially had a younger Josh McCown and Brian Hoyer. Is that ridiculous or what? Yeah, I don't understand sometimes. Start Connor Shaw. No. Give him a shot. Start Johnny Football. Just do it. Do it! Just do it! I think Manziel, I think Manziel makes some starts this year, if I'm being so. honest. I, I, don't I hope, think, he, I don't I hope think he McCown figures it keeps out. that job. Yeah, I don't think McCown keeps that job. And I do, you know, I'm kind of hoping Johnny Manziel figures it out too a little bit. Now because that he it, might be done being an idiot. At least Johnny has some fantasy upside because he can right. run a little bit. And it's tough too because he had such a great college career. Mm-hmm. I think he should have stayed one more year in college. I think a bunch yeah. of people do. Yeah. But what else could he have done? Have you know I, what I mean? Have I pitched to you my reality TV show idea involving Johnny? Go. It's it's uh, Johnny Football and Tim Tebow live together and spend uh, all their time together. It's, it's is... the greatest idea because either Johnny's going to become a born-again Christian and get on the straight and narrow or Tim Tebow – it's just going to be corrupted by Johnny, and it either way it makes for great TV. Or they just hate each other the entire time and like start fighting. 
I would love to see both of those things happen. It, um, it, it would be absolutely great. That wow, dude, you got to pitch that somewhere. <laughs> That's I, awesome. I think Johnny might, but I don't know if Tim would be on board. Do it. Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it. Make your dreams come true. Now, Tim's just trying to make the Eagles, man. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll get to that when we yeah, get to we'll the get NFC. Yeah, we'll get to that in a week and a half or so. Right. Uh, I guess receivers. So Dwayne Bowe is on the Browns now. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is going from Alex Smith to Josh McCown and Johnny Manziel is a substantial downgrade. Yeah, seriously. Um, I'm very upset with Dwayne Bell right now, actually. Because why is that? I've never, I have never in my life fallen for the Dwayne Bow, uh, take him in fantasy track. I've never fallen for it. Uh-huh. And I, th- I fell for it last year. I oh, fell no. for it. I fell oh, for no. it. I spent like a, I don't know. I, I drafted him as like a flex or something or like my top backup. Right. But I, I fell for it. I was really upset with myself. I so, so I'm I better than that. I I'm better than that. I used to be a big. Dwayne Bow fan. Honestly, I was one of those people saying, you know, how good he is and whatnot. <clears throat> but then I saw his decline happen, and I was like, you know what? He's done. I think he's done. Mm-hmm. Like, he did not look the same. Uh, I liked him better when Matt Castle was in Kansas City than Alex Smith. Um, I just, he's done now, and he's on the Browns with Josh McCown throwing him the ball or Johnny Menzel. I, his speed is gone. Honestly, ever That's since his he issue. got okay, his, so ever since he gone. got the yeah, ever since he got the uh, that one game suspension, I think for mm-hmm. the marijuana possession or whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, he's not been the same at all. He hasn't. What about Brian Hartline? One of the best white wide receivers in the game, but he's not that good. I know. I don't, I don't <laughs> like him at all. Um. But he's not. I mean, I'm not drafting any Browns wide receiver. I'm sorry. Just I, I, can't, I can't do ever. it. Andrew Hawkins, even I can't. I'm drafting one. Who's that? The goat himself, Terrell. <laughs> I was gonna mention Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor, actually, Pryor. If gotta he do didn't. it. Just put him in. Just put him on the field with with Johnny and run a weird option offense and just see what what happens. Did you know? That two of the last three seasons, Brian Hartline has had over 1,000 yards receiving and over 70 receptions? Was it the... It didn't happen last year. It did not did happen it? last year. Okay. Well, then I don't want him anyway. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? What huh? have you done for me lately? Also, <laughs> Tannehill is not his quarterback anymore. It's now Josh McDowell. So. I know. I know. But honestly, this is going to be very bold of me to say, and I, it's not going to happen because they gave Dwayne Bow money. But Brian Hartline could end up being the. He could outplay Dwayne Bow, I think. I could see that happening. But I don't think that they'll give him the bump on the depth chart, if that makes yeah, sense. They probably won't. Uh, so Jordan Cameron is in Miami now. I am very happy about that. Mm hmm. Um, Rob Hausler is looking like he's going to be their tight end. I'm not touching him. 
Yeah, me either. He never did anything. And it was Arizona where he was, right? There was that one year. I think it was two years ago. I'm like, oh, this is the year. Palmer loves throwing a tight end. How's he going to break out? Right. And then he he wasn't the starter. I'm like, all right, cut. Yeah. Never went back to him. Yeah, I don't think he's worth it. Uh, yeah, dude, this team is just so bad. I can't believe we spent as much time as we have on them. Masochists. <laughs> All right. Anyone else then you want to yeah. mention on the Browns? Uh, there's uh, Travis Coons and Kerry Spear. They're two kickers. <laughs> Dude, stop making up people. <laughs> Who are these guys? I did, stop, stop, stop using random name generators and <laughs> saying that they're Browns players. Oh, wow. Oh, it seems like it. Unbelievable. You are a factory of sadness! Uh, actually, you know what? Really quick question. Yeah. You've mentioned Terrell Pryor. Does he see the field as a wide receiver this year at all? You know what? Why not? Okay. <laughs> that's, okay. Like that's my mindset. Like any other team, probably not. Right. But like, you know what? Let's just see what he got. Yeah. I, I mean, I if I'm the Browns, I would. I, I mean, fantasy wise, he's nothing. But if he's the if if I'm the Browns, I put him on the field to see what he can do. Yeah. I mean, he's not a QB, so. So last year I watched Browns preseason games for Johnny Manziel. This year, I'll probably watch for Terrell Pryor. For Terrell Pryor. There we go. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to mention on the AFC North? I don't think so. All right. That'll do it then. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Just search the C.S. report. Should pop up right away. Uh, email any questions or thoughts to chatsportsreport at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Twitter. I'm at WhatGoingDowney. He is at OutKing906. Anything else you got then, Al? No, uh, I think maybe we could do a mock draft sometime next week. Maybe uh, if if people do want to send in emails, Mm -hmm. maybe let us know. Should we do a 10-team or a 12-team mock? Uh, Things like that, what you would prefer to see or listen to. I'd be all about a mailbag pod if we could get enough people to email through. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. All right, well, that'll do it for us then. We'll have episode four up shortly, I'm sure. So thanks for stopping by, guys.